Bienvenido, damas y caballeros. Welcome back to Freeform Radio on the Freeform Network. Remember to follow us on Facebook at Twitter at Freeform Network. Uh, and then send them those questions, ffnquestions at gmail.com. We're collecting them and we're going to do a, a reader mail episode sooner or later coming up here as soon as we get a few more. But again, this is Freeform Radio. My name is Daniel. With me today is Andy. It's all good, Andy, and we're here to wreck your ears off and, uh, and let's find out what's going on. Yes, sir. And we got Noel. Hey, how's everybody doing? Thank you for joining us. Hell yeah, man. I'm a little tired today, man. I don't know if you notice it because I, I, I tend to think that I got energy all the time anyways, you know, with my voice. But I'm a little beat, man. I'm, I'm, I'm beat. I can't wait for maybe a nap, even though I kind of, you know, be, you know, shitting on Andy for him taking his naps. But man, I'm beat, man. I, I, I need a good nap this afternoon. But before that, let's get this episode in, man. And let's jump over to Andy, man. Give us uh, an update on Vinnie Mac, man. What's what, what's his deal? I I, I saw uh, who was it? Menser Melser released some article like the rise and fall of Vince McMahon. So I don't know if like the dark side of Vince McMahon is starting to come out in some of that dirt. Man, I can't wait for that dark side of the ring on Vince McMahon episode. You know, right? <laughs> if they're around, I did read that. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring partnered up with WWE to make some episodes or really not huh? about the Dark Side, but like some other controversial stuff. But uh, we'll see where that going. But a uh, quick update on Vince McMahon. Uh, so I know we talked about it in the last episode, a couple episodes ago about uh, the, the the payments on um, some sexual allegedly some uh, relationships inappropriate relationships with female workers uh talent and uh other things that were paid with apparently with uh, wwe money so at the time of the recording uh, a couple weeks ago uh he stepped away um and then they put stephanie and now he officially retired um and stuff's trickling out uh he is not running uh, when Stephanie, t- uh, they put Stephanie in charge. It, it split uh, CEO with the, the con guy. He was going to de- deal with the daily business and financial, and Stephanie was going to deal with more of the wrestling product. Um, so that's where they're at. And, um, and there were still, the WWE was still doing its uh, investigation. They found more, I think uh, last week, uh, they found an additional two more NDAs. Uh, so right now, the total payouts, I think within like the last decade, allegedly, it's 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 almost $20 million. So I'm like, God damn, we were spending $20 million to get some, uh, to begin laid. Just why don't you hire a hooker, you know? So um, it's just the way uh, his career looks like it's going to end, especially in today's climate. He's going to... And Dave Meltzer, too. I, I, I haven't seen that article, but I do want to read it. But it, it looks like there's stuff coming out that he is not being involved in any form uh, with WWE on the wrestling side. I know Triple H is back on creative. They hired back some of the wrestlers that quit or um, or left or got fired. He's bringing back some stables, and there's some changes that are 
definitely in the works. I heard that for SummerSlam, the, the most recent big pay-per-view, there was little to no involvement from Vince McMahon. That was what uh, was reported. And that the, the day that Vince retired, uh, Brock Lesnar was scheduled to be on SmackDown. When he heard that Vince retired, he's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Allegedly, he left. But they brought him back or they convinced him to come back at the end and, and, and make a brief appearance. Um, with that being said, you know, I know a lot of people in some of the circles that I'm, I follow on social media, they're big proponents of Vince McMahon. And there also there's some people that really fucking hate on him. Um, I'm in the camp where I think time just cut up with Vince the way things used to be. Uh, that just you can't do that shit no more and, and especially now that the company is public and it's his stocks uh, it, you know you got shareholders you just can't run things how it used to be and I think it finally just caught up to Vince and uh, it's going to be interesting to see with Vince not at the head of the company or in the wrestling side where they're, what they're going to do or how is this going to go forward so there's a new head to the table, or what's that new faction uh, Roman Reigns does? The family or whatever, yeah. The oh, head I of thought, the table. Yeah, yeah, the head of the table thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, man, uh, I mean, this is, I guess since it's company-related and he's using it to promote wrestlers, then I guess the company needs to get involved. But if he was having affairs on the side, to me, that's really nobody's business. But, yeah, if he's using WWE money because it's promotion-related, then, yeah, I guess then that's I think that's what did him in. If he would have used, even if it wasn't WWE um, lawyers and and, and money, there would still be some type of, like, stain on it. But I think he could get through it. But the problem is, like anything in today's, uh, you know, climate and work, especially because it's work-related, He's a person of authority. He has power over subordinates or his employees. And they could, you could get sued. You could, all this shit can happen. And, and I th- think uh, he just can't do that. And then on top of it, he it looks like allegedly he used some WWE money, but he's like, I'm going to pay it all back. But just to throw away $20 on just getting laid, I mean, just, I think buying a hooker in the last 10 years would have saved him a lot of headaches, you know? Right, right. I mean, I don't know, man. I I don't know how this is all going to pan out. Him retiring, obviously, he was trying to get ahead of this thing. But I got a feeling that in five years, he's going to be seen more as a villain of the company. And maybe not to the point of like Chris Benoit, where he's going to be wiped out of history. No. But but definitely, I think it's going to be less as much about Vinnie Mac and more just about the growth of the company. Look at the the dad, man. In documentaries that I've seen in recent years, the dad's mentioned, but briefly, like, yeah, here's Senior. He had this vision. He went through the usual, and then he sold it. And that's about as much of a blip. It's like a two-second mention. And uh, granted, Vince McMahon did do a lot of great stuff, but I think with what's recently going on, his legacy is going to be placed somewhere in that category with the dad and 
be a two second clip on uh, a documentary and then they're going to talk about how Disney bought it and how they're doing this and that. Yeah. And that's that's about the extent of its history in the future. I, I think the, the company is going to get sold. Um, right. I, I don't know how soon, but it is going to be. Um, uh, I think the next evolution for WWE being they're the only uh, top wrestling brand i mean there's aew but not in all seriousness it's it's not wwe um there's other companies but it is the top brand it is uh, you know i read numbers between like four three to six million a billion dollars the company's worth i mean that's a lot of fucking money i think the bears are worth like five billion dollars so and they print money with the nfl so it's you know, I, I think eventually it is going to be sold. I don't see Stephanie or even Shane at one point. It would have been nice if they would. Uh, Shane was around, but that that looks like it, it's not going to happen. And, you know, even his wife, allegedly, they're estranged. They don't. They're just like, we'll be married, but that's it. They don't live together. They have separate lives. And um, it's just, like, bittersweet, like, like the the way I you know I watch so much wrestling you know we I used to watch it with my dad and, and family and you know so I have do I have do have some fond memories and Vince McMahon even though you always saw Vince on TV when I was a kid in the eighties I didn't know he was the the owner until much later and then he was such a pivotal role in pop culture uh, at the peak of wrestling like in the eighties and and it kind of fell back down again late nineties. Uh, he kept the thing going and just to see how he got undone by <laughs> just what men do, men of power and money, what they always want, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, women. And like that always brings down people it's like uh, men just wanting sex. And, and like I think it comes to a point where like just just get a hooker, dude. Like I, I think it, it it's so. It's just like, or maybe he thinks like, I'm Vince McMahon, God damn it, I don't need no hookers. Like, maybe it was that type of mentality. I, I don't know. It just, it, it's sad how he got undone. And um, it, it's, it's, it's bittersweet, dude. I, 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 he's such a, he did so much for, for that wrestling business. And then he was liked by many wrestlers i think he was like more than anybody he's done a lot of stuff and it's just like it sucks and that's what he you know that's how he got undone he just like that's how he got canceled like go off go retire stay out of the picture and not be seen or heard and good riddance man he's like you're fired hey what's uh what's our buddy um uh seder mania say man what's his take on this Oh man, he was sad, dude. I don't know. If he's, I don't know. Are you friends with him? Yeah, yeah. I once in a while I, I he'll like some of I, my pictures, I, but he was I, not happy. I got him on snooze, dude, because he be posting pics of Triple H and all this shit. That <laughs> I'm like, dude, BFF, give me, bro. I'm like, give me some current stuff, man. I like, I don't want to see these pictures of you and your nephews when you were, you know, two years old. This is like, give me the new stuff, and I'll watch those. I, 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 I don't mind new pics, but. It's like on the daily, like every day, uh, no exaggeration, there's like five posts of like old pics. And it's just like, okay, dude, I get it. You've seen a lot of wrestlers. Give me current stuff and I'll keep up with that. And I'll hit a like. Well, 
<laughs> we went. We were, you know, we were talking about the last episode about C two E two. He was there, and he got pictures yeah. with uh, CM Punk and some other wrestlers. Um, so yeah, he was not happy. He he loves WWE. He loves wrestling. He loves Vince McMahon, and he stated some, uh, you know, people that are gonna they're gonna be happy to see him gone. He's like they're they're not, you know. Uh, he he thinks Vince is gonna be missed, and I, I'm I'm kind of on that fence too. Maybe he needed to step back a little bit, but yeah, Vince McMahon that we know, uh, he ain't gonna step back. But you know, Sandermania, he he, he he's a he's a product of the 80s with childhood wrestlers he likes all of them like hulk hogan you know they did a documentary about him with him and hogan and i've seen the documentary i don't know if you ever saw it man i've seen it no. like uh uh jimmy uh uh jimmy hart uh hacksaw jim duggan it has uh uh hulk hogan it has uh, some other wrestlers and he talks about how he met hogan and all this other stuff and he helped them and they became friends and shit and uh it's uh i know hogan i think tried to sue him or something about it i right. never really get the details we saw him at a wrestling show but he was like he didn't say much and i i don't know it was just kind of strange but uh I, I that is my one of my goals uh for freeform network to get him and i, w- I want to do a podcast with him i'm like i need to do a shoot interview with you man you know that's my goal <laughs> but um yeah i mean uh let us know what you guys think about Vince McMahon. Uh, FFNQuestions at gmail.com. Um, so uh, let us know. Just uh, another thing. I, I'm kind of, I've been uh, at home lately. I, I'm in this uh, mini vacation. And um, I'm like somehow on my YouTube feed, uh, I, I got into uh this sneaker community people with jordans and yeezys and i got in i started watching this guy they go to conventions and there's just so much money these fucking shoes i i I can't believe it i feel like i missed out on some money making opportunities here like reselling them yeah dude they're just like all michael jordan's shoes all they do is just the same style they just put different colors and and laces and they stamp some shit on it and people are going fucking crazy over them, man and then just like there's this guy on youtube i've been watching and he goes and he buys them like he sees people posting on marketplace offer up all that stuff and dude he's like buying shoes for like 600 800 cash and he records all the meanings and then he's talking to the people the people he's buying it from and you can see the biggest concern they have in all this shit is they're fake shoes like they're fakes or replicas as they call them and he, there's this app called legit and then you take some pictures and they'll tell you if they're legit shoes or they're replicas and some of the videos dude it's like the same story they meet up everybody's fucking nervous he's trying to buy these shoes like dunks air force ones jordans and they want like four to six hundred dollars and he's like yo i'm gonna take some pictures and put it on the app to see if they're real and then instantly you see the guy selling the shoes he's like fuck it gets nervous they start like twitching and shit they go you got a receipt where'd you get them and then he's just like uh they start stammering and um 
the app takes about 10, 10 minutes to process and it'll tell you they charge you three dollars for each transaction to see if they're real and um what he does is like all right man i'm gonna take the pictures i'm gonna submit it if you want to wait you can wait in your car i'll call you back and uh he goes to the car then he like breathe he like sighs like <sighs> he's like damn this motherfucker giving me some bullshit story and then the app says they're not real and he's like nah man they're not real like he says they're they're saying they're replicas and people get pissed and uh the best part is when he's talking to people about the shoes where do you get them how much you pay blah 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 it's just like the story changes or they're trying to rush them <laughs> it's always the same I'm, i gotta go i gotta pick up my kid like do you want them or not He's like, well, let me. I'm waiting on the app. I'm, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. And they just fucking. As soon as they start taking pictures, everybody gets freaked out. <laughs> That's Everyone's like trying the best to scam, part. man. It's yeah, crazy. dude. Trying to make a buck. And then the other big thing, and uh, it, it would let me down this rabbit rabbit hole, like StockX. You guys heard about that, right? No. Never no. Heard so people submit shoes, uh, like these high end shoes, like Yeezys and Jordans. And they authenticate them for them, and then uh, um, people can buy them. Dude, there's like $1,300 shoes. Like, it's fucking crazy. So lately they're saying that the StockX shoes, they're authenticating, like, knockoffs. And Nike sued them saying that they they had these fucking Jordans. Like, they bought four or five Jordans in, like, a span of two months. And, like, four out of the five were fakes. Whoa. And then uh, they were, they were at, they, each one was like a thousand dollars plus, so they sued them, saying that they're they're they sell counterfeit good uh, uh, merchandise and all this other shit. And then they have like these. Uh, that's like an ongoing lawsuit. And then uh, the other thing is they have these sneaker conventions. I think there's gonna be one in Schaumburg. eBay goes in there and they fucking authenticate shoes for all these people. I'm guessing for a fee. And uh, uh, you, they record, people record how they authenticate the shoes. There's like a smell test. Supposedly Nikes have these distinct smell from the factory. Plastic stamp. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, dude, they put their nose inside the shoes because they're, they're brand new. They won't authenticate pre-owned shoes, but if they're unworn. They'll fucking authenticate them. And you see these people, there's like a handful of authenticators. They put their nose in the fucking shoe and they like take this big fucking inhale. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And then they're like bent, like checking the stitching, the coloring, the box. They look for all this shit. And I'm just like, man, what a fucking racket, you know? Um, it's just, it's insane. It, it, it's, And then they're like, yeah, man, it's good. And then it takes them like less than like a minute or two. And then they're like, yeah, these are good, bro. And they put this tag on it and they fucking scan it. And then they're like, nah, man, the replicas. So sorry, bro. And people get pissed, and I'm like, well, what did he do? Like, I want to know more, like, how much did you spend? Or, like, what the fuck did you do, you know? Because it's such a, it's like anything, man. There's such a demand for it. People are fucking, uh, people are just, like, willing to pay anything, hoping to get them that they're real. But it's just, same thing I read on all the comments, like, this shit's crazy expensive, you know? Damn, man. To me... I've never had a pair of Jordans, so I don't see what the fanatic is, uh, ism is about it. I, I don't get it. 
Well, I think you never had them, Danny, because you're cheap. Yeah. Even I mean, well, back in the day, they were 100 bucks. Now I think the average pair is like the stand. I want to call them commons. It's like a 120 to 150. Right. I mean, granted, when I was younger, I didn't have a choice because it's whatever my parents bought. But even, but even in my older age, it's just I've never really felt the need for them. So I've never bought them myself. But yeah, yeah. Buy them, dude. You might like them. I might. I mean, I'm not saying that they're a shitty shoe and not worth all this hype, but I can't I can't connect to any of these people because I don't see what the fanatic is about it. I just buy new balances or whatever is comfortable and and that's it. They are comfortable. Yes, I'll give you that. (laughs) Maybe down the road I'll talk about for a while I was like and down this uh, rabbit hole of Pokemon. That's like a whole nother fucking racket. (laughs) I'm just like I got obsessed with that for a while just watching these videos. Uh, of people buying like seven thousand dollar like boxes and they're opening them up and people going crazy for them so uh we'll see how it goes man but yeah if you're guys into sneakers i know a couple people that are into it and um you know let us know what you think or do you guys use stock or the ebay authenticators or do you go out in the streets and meet people and fucking you know buy expensive ass shoes and are you worried about if they're fake or not um, because it, it is a big problem in that community. But let's go more uh, forward here. Um, let's see, Noel's watched a uh, new Amazon show, Re- uh, Reacher. I think that was a book, right? Um, what, what do you think about it? I did see a lot of commercials for it, so is it any good, or what do you think? Uh, yeah, dude, um, it's definitely worth watching. Uh, if you like... I don't know if you ever saw the Tom Cruise movie. There was a Jack Reacher movie. Uh, oh, there, there's, okay, there's yeah. There's books about it and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's been around for a bit, but, um, you know, I, I gave the show a chance just recently. It came out, I want to say, like a month ago or a little over that, and uh, I heard good things. So I was like, ah, you know, eventually I'll get around to it. And uh, I was kind of going through all the stuff that I have available to watch or whatever when I'm bored. Yeah, I started giving it a chance. Uh, I want to say it's about eight episodes, so it's not too long of a season. Uh, it kind of wraps up pretty quickly, but it does give you a full, like, concise story. Um, it seems like it's going to be not an anthology, but, like, every season it's probably going to be, like, a new location, new people, new actors with the same main actor, uh, okay. Jack Beecher. So in this season, he's in this, like, small town. Uh, in Georgia, it's like a blues town, and uh, I don't want to give all the spoilers or anything here for people that are going to watch it, but, uh, it's, you know, it's got your typical action, you know, it's got some, uh, some nudity in there, if you, you know, if you want to see that female body is looking good, um, it's also got, like, it's, it's a pretty good crime story, uh, it, it does deal a little bit deeper into, like, kind of government conspiracies, um, like it, it's it's more like a town conspiracy. Like there's there's a uh, corruption within the town and stuff. So this guy, he, he's a ex marine. He was raised in a military family. It kind of gives a little bit of his backstory as a kid, and then it you know it quickly shifts into when he's an adult now. And uh, he he's really huge guy, dude. The actor, I forgot what his name is, but he was in uh, the the show Titans. He's he's been in a few shows. He's actually a pretty good actor. I just can't remember his name right now. He's relatively new, I want to say. Probably in the last five years, he became more popular and mainstream. The Rock? Uh, so I, 
No. <laughs> that, that's more like 10 years, man. Remember Scorpion right. King, dude? Oh, yeah, that's right. That was probably his first one, yeah. Um, yeah, no, th- this guy, man, I, I'm going to look it up right now. But he's uh, he's a big guy, dude, six foot five. And uh, so he definitely makes the the character stand out, make him look like imposing and powerful. And, you know, that's kind of what you want from a male lead. And the uh, the supporting actors were actually recognizable as well. They've been in other shows that I've seen as well. So uh, Alan Richson, that's the main actor there. He plays Jack Reacher. Okay. And uh, they just call him Reacher for short. Um, but anyway, yeah, he's a Marine. Uh, he comes to this town and immediately he gets in trouble in the town because there's murders going on in this in the in that town it's really small so whenever there's a murder it's like everybody's up in an uproar and since he's like the newest guy to come in all the townsfolk they're like oh he did it you know they're all pointing the finger at him and so they they arrest him and uh i mean obviously he didn't do it you know otherwise that would be a pretty short show right there first episode you're arrested and that's it so, I mean, obviously, there's going to be uh, a lot of investigations going on, and he does clear his name, and he does help in the investigation, and uh, I don't want to give any spoilers, man. Uh, there, there's a few moments where, um, I guess, uh, there, there's, a, like, the few people that are killed kind of lead to a conspiracy that starts to unravel, and the more they, like, poke holes at it, the more certain key members start standing up trying to block their investigation and it kind of leads you to believe like oh man there is something going on here and it's not just the town but it's like a like a huge conspiracy that involves businesses involves the environment and uh, all sorts of stuff like that so it it was pretty cool for that aspect Uh, it's not just an action show it's not just you know like a drama but it actually has like a pretty cool plot to it and like I said, it's a contained contained story in that season. So uh, from what I gathered af- after the season wrapped up, you know, it's kind of like when the Hulk, uh, the old 80s show, when when he's leaving like a town or whatever, he finished, you know, kicking ass. You kind of just see him walking away into the sunset. That's right. kind of how this was. So it's like, all right. So I think that <laughs> that town is done with. He's going to be moving on to a different town or something. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen there. But. I do recommend it. I would say I'd probably give it like a fair score is like between a 7.5 and an 8. Um, there's really not much I can complain about, dude, to be honest with you. It's a pretty cool show. There, There's a few moments where I was like, ah, you know, they probably could have spread it out a little bit longer. Maybe another two episodes could have uh, had a little bit more depth into it. But for, you know, eight episodes, it was, it was pretty good. Yeah, I accidentally watched like the first ten seconds of this because I thought it I thought it was preacher, so I clicked on it and I started watching it and I'm like, man, this ain't the preacher. What the hell is this? And I'm like, oh, reacher. I thought it was preacher, because I I've been meaning for all these years to watch preacher, the TV show, and I've never seen it. And oh, I thought, too. yeah, I that's thought that's weird. what I was clicking. I was actually looking for that show like last or late last week. I'm like, I want to see the. That preacher show because I was on AMC and I know that they ended it. I think after two or three C, they ended it rather quickly and I'm like, I wanted to check it out. And that's funny you bring it, bring that up. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, preacher is another good show, man. I checked that out as soon as it came out, and yeah, you're right. It, it lasted three years. I want to say either three or four seasons, but it while it was there, it was it was hilarious, man. It was a good show, a lot of action in it, and like they don't hold back, like. <laughs> 
you know, if you are easily offended by like uh, people mocking religion, then don't watch this show because they're going to mock religion all the time. And uh, it, it, in a funny way, in a, in a really well done way. Uh, <laughs> one of the <laughs> funniest parts that I it just I can't get it out of my head. I think about it, it makes me laugh. They uh, they show you the descendant of Jesus and they dress him up to look like Jesus. But it's like a, he looks like a caveman that's like semi mentally challenged. And so he can like barely talk right. And he like it, it was so funny, dude. I was like, this is the descendant of Jesus. And they're like, yeah, but he's he's the true blood descendant of Jesus. But we're telling everybody that this this other guy is a descendant because obviously if we tell him that this guy is a descendant, people are going to be like mocking Jesus and all that. They're not going to believe like he was a messiah because, you know, look at this descendant looks like a fucking. And so they put up a like a puppet like you're you're going to be the, the the face of Jesus. Yeah. But this is the, the real Jesus is back here. Oh, man. I, yeah. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. You, you got to see it. There's another show I wanted to watch was uh, I, I I don't know if you guys remember real quick Righteous Gemstones, Righteous like Gemstones. I, it was on HBO about like the business of like uh, running a Christian church. They're they're not mocking Jesus, they believe in Jesus, but like the whole business side of it is like uh, it's just like <laughs> just they make fun of it. It's almost like uh, I think it's with uh, Kenny Powers and uh, the dad, his dad who's the head pastor is like. Uh, uh, Roseanne Barr's uh, husband, uh, John Goodman or whatever, he's okay. like the head, and then they just like it turns into like the first season, like was like every Kenny Powers, that Danny McBride show, it's yeah. like a great first season, and then like after that it just goes off the fucking rails, and then the yeah. second season was just like it got crazy. I'm just like this, this is it was funny, but it just got off the rails, and now I was reading they're not sure. They're gonna bring a season three, so I mean, but that's another one. They don't mock the religion; they mock like the business side of it. And uh, <laughs> just like this is like it was good, and then it got like it just got off the rails. Ah, I gotta check it out, man. Righteous Gemstones, you said? Yeah, it was on I'm HBO gonna, Max. I'm gonna put that on the list for sure. It's I have a backlog, man. Um, I actually just started watching this new show, Sandman. Um, it's a Netflix show and. It's like a fantasy show, but uh, it seemed cool. You know, it has like a British actor lead, and then it has uh, the guy from Game of Thrones, Charles Dance. Uh, he's in it as well. So it has some cool, recognizable actors, so I gave it a shot, too. Um, I'm still halfway through the season, so I'm not sure how it's going to wrap up. I would say it's it's definitely got the touch of the modern, uh, I wouldn't say wokeness, but it's got some LGBT stuff in there, which is not a big deal for me. Like, I don't... It's it's actually I'm I'm already used to seeing it in everything now. Like every show has to have some LGBT influence, which is whatever, man. I'm getting used to it. But um, the show overall is actually pretty interesting, and it deals with like uh, I guess you could say like godlike entities, and one of them being Sandman. You know, from the lore, he's like the controller of dreams, like the the Lord of Dreams, they call him or whatever. And uh, he gets imprisoned in the in the very first episode. And once he finally gets free, um, yeah, he, he's trying to get back the power he once had. And he ends up visiting hell. And, like, you see Lucifer in there. And it's 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 pretty interesting. Uh, if you get a chance to see it, I think it's a 10-episode run. Um, but, yeah, 
one other thing I wanted to cover. Um, I'm actually well, well, real quick. That Sandman, it kind of sounds like Supernaturals, where it's like heaven and earth and all the layers in between kind of show. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it doesn't delve too deep into the hell stuff, but uh, it, it is a part of it. It's just like it, it doesn't really. I don't know the full backstory. Like I said, I'm only halfway. I think I'm on episode four or five. And uh, from what I've seen so far, this guy is like one of the ancients, I guess you can call him gods, you know, like I guess Zeus was a god, you know, then Sandman, then, you know, Lucifer and like they're not gods, but like they're entities of of godlike powers. And so he's the controller of the dream realm, just the way Lucifer is the controller of the hell realm. And so uh, Sandman's actually trying to trying to go on the earthly plane, the plane that we live on, and trying to, you know, um, get his power back because it got stolen from him when he was imprisoned for, I want to say it was like 100 years or something like that. He was in prison for a long time. All right, cool. But yeah, I, I do recommend it. So far, I would probably give it the same, you know, like a 7, a 7.5. Um, you know, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, the last thing I want to just mention uh, I'm curious about finally starting to watch these movies. I, I remember watching them when I was a kid. Uh, Daniel, I remember you watching them, and I, I would just be sitting nearby and watching it with you. The old Elvis movies. Uh, I remember oh, Viva yeah. Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas is the one that stood out the most to me. Um, the one with yeah. Nicolas Cage? No, Elvis. Elvis oh, where Elvis. Elvis is the actor. Yeah. Oh, Kevin Costner and... Um... No, 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 no. Like Elvis no, Presley, no. Elvis, the human being. Viva Las Vegas, where he's yeah. with that one chick that he cheated on. Uh, yeah, Ann Richards or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Margaret, and Margaret. Oh, you're talking about the actual movie, not like someone the, playing. Yeah, yeah, the 60s movie. Yeah, Viva Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, w- I was thinking about rewatching all these old movies, uh, especially because the new, uh, bio- uh, what is it called, biographical movie came out. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about watching. Have you guys heard about the new movie, the Elvis one? Yeah, I want to check it out. Um, it's gotten some pretty good reviews. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I, I, I remember the actor, the the one that's going to play Elvis. I remember him in other stuff. And, you know, he's definitely made his way up. Uh, he started off in, like, some fantasy, like, one-season show that was, you know, fairly decent. But uh, I saw him, like, start to do other movies. He was in uh, Once Upon a Time. Uh, in Hollywood, the Tarantino movie, he was one of the uh, like Charles Manson cult people. Oh, yeah. really? Fucked up. <laughs> yeah, By he got fucking, jacked uh, up at the end. Brad Pitt and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, dude! And then the dog like just bit his nuts and shit. Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, it was that was such a good movie. But yeah, uh, yeah. when I saw he was gonna play Elvis, I was like, okay, okay, like. You know there are worse actors to choose for Elvis. I think he's probably a good uh, good pick for him. So yeah, yeah. I want to check it out. Yeah, actually, it's funny you mentioned it. I, I just uh, got a rip of the new Elvis movie, so I'm hoping to maybe watch it later today or maybe next week. And then while I was uh, grabbing that one, it, it was recommended uh, a couple other older Elvis uh, biop picks, kind of like the one Andy was mentioning the. The Kevin Cost, not the Kevin Costner, the um, is it the Kevin 3, Costner? Three thousand miles, three thousand miles to Graceland. I thought that's what you guys. No, no, not yeah. not that one. The the one with your Roadhouse guy. Um, who the hell's that? Uh, 
Kevin is it, or Patrick is that Swayze? Patrick Swayze? No, you're thinking of the the guy from. Uh, uh, I can't. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Kurt yeah. Russell. The Kurt Russell yeah. one that popped up that as one's suggested, good. and yeah. I I had seen it before, but I'm like, man, I haven't seen it in a while, so. I downloaded that and and the uh, the the new one that just came out uh, this year. So yeah, man, I'm, I'm curious to go check them out. So hopefully, yeah. uh, maybe by the next recording, I'll have the, some thoughts on it too. The Kurt Russell one, I believe, it just got released within the last year. I think because of this movie, they updated it to uh, Blu-ray, Blu-ray or 4K, one of those oh. two. They did get upgraded. So I've been, I didn't want to see that because that was a made-for-TV movie. Um, and uh so yeah that that's uh that's probably one of the good ones and there's a couple other ones where it's you know it's it's a good watch <laughs> yeah and alana's been getting into well she's we've been watching westerns and i told her i'm like elvis got a few westerns too i'm like i don't think they're that great but we can watch them and so i downloaded um i forget the names of them now because they're so like obscure, the, but yeah, I downloaded like one or two of his old like cowboy movies. So the only one I like where his cowboys is uh, Charro, and I think he only sings once, <laughs> or he didn't. I think he sang once in that whole fucking movie because he wanted to take it like super serious. Um, and there was another one, but I wasn't too crazy about it. But I, I did like Charro. I think uh, Flaming Star is that one of them? Yeah, that's like one of his early movie, the earlier ones. Charo was was like the later ones, but that one he sings a lot or something, if I remember correctly. That's why I said like, yeah. eh. it's like a musical, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the ones I got here, because like I said, uh, I'm gonna start watching his older movies: uh, Blue Hawaii, Flaming Star, Jailhouse Rock, Kid Galahad, and then of course Viva Las Vegas. Yeah, the Kid Galahad, I seen that one recently, and that one was pretty good. And then the Blue Hawaii, that one's a good one too. Oh, and another one that I remember you watched too, uh, where he's racing cars and yeah, like where a, he's a race car driver. Yeah, yeah Speedway. I want to yeah, say that, yeah, that's a good one too. There's man. one where he he races uh, speedboats with the uh, the Hulk man, Bill Bixby. <laughs> no way. He made two movies with the Hulk. Uh, the 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 speedboat one. I don't. I forgot the name, but he races speedboats, and then I think there's another one where they're like at a World's Fair or something. That one I vaguely remember. I think if you watch them with the idea of what there are, you'll enjoy them. But if yeah. you're thinking of like this grand acting, great movie, it's not gonna be that. If exactly. you go in it knowing that this is a low budget. It's him singing like one or two songs, and usually the song that he's singing is the name of the movie. Then you'll have fun and you'll watch them. Yeah, there's yeah, one no. where he he's driving like a motorcycle, and someone someone jumps him and he does all this karate shit on him, and he goes, "Oh man, you know karate? I don't fuck with that shit." And the guy just ran away. <laughs> <laughs> just like he did like one kick, and I'm just like, "Damn, Elvis! Like he knew karate before it was cool and shit." <laughs> Those karate chops and shit. Yeah. Just, <laughs> the guy ran away. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely gonna check them out. Uh, I still have to get the Speedway one. I'm gonna add that to the list, and uh, I'm gonna look for that motorcycle one. Do you know the name of that one? He's like in a in a carnival, or he's part of the carnival, or some bullshit. I it, I I'll seen these a long time ago, but yeah, he he does. They they jump him on his motorcycle, and he does like this roundhouse kick and. Some chops and guys get all freaked out and they right away. For sure, man. I'm gonna download that one. But uh, but yeah, that's that's the plan, man. I'm just kind of unwinding. Um, 
this weekend just uh, kind of took a lot, got, lot out of me, dude, a lot of energy out of me. I had my uh, parents' 50th anniversary. And uh, so, Daniel, uh, you gave a speech at the, the parents' uh, anniversary. You know, yeah, what, I know. What, are, what are your thoughts on it? I, I know, man. It's it's like heart sought. People are looking for this infamous video that, that nobody has. So <laughs> <laughs> I keep seeing the Texas go back and forth because I guess nobody expected me to say anything. Uh, and record it, but yeah, uh, the 50th wedding anniversary was just this Friday, and that's why I'm tired, man. I, dude, I'm too old to do this shit, man. I I was up until like one in the morning, and then I couldn't sleep, and I was up by like five thirty, six o'clock, and I was just like, I was like the Walking Dead yesterday, and today I'm a little better, but I'm still like in the recoup, you know hung over like i got a headache still and i'm just like jesus man i i can't do this shit no more man it's just too much <laughs> but but yeah man the wedding i i thought it was awesome man it, it went together very well uh a lot of people in the family got together and took care of it because you know it was just uh the brothers the sister-in-laws and and, and whatnot chipping in and, and kind of putting all the work to get this all together and yeah, man, it was nice. Uh, my mom's only request was to have it at a church. She wanted to um, have it in a church. So, yeah, man, it started off there. And then we, we did the pictures and the reception. And the music was was half decent good. The food was half decent okay. And uh, the pictures <laughs> were, were all nice. And it was, it was cool, man. It was cool to see everybody um, get together. A lot of people from the family couldn't come. A lot of them uh, did come, but, you know, it was still cool to see the people that did. And um, they, I've only spoken to my parents briefly since then. And it sounds like they were pretty happy with the whole event. So um, really happy that we were able to do it, uh, even with all the issues that came up as far as do we do this? Do we do that? When you put like half a dozen, dozen people together and you tell them, what do you think we should do? everybody's got thoughts and opinions and it's sometimes it's tough to come to a consensus but i'm i'm glad it's done until their 75th we don't have to worry about shit so we got 25 <laughs> years to kind of kick back and relax so we don't got to worry about shit like this anymore well at least not until your wedding well i'm sure yours but that'll probably be more you and my parents and everybody else associated and it won't be me uh, I'll just be here in the background, just be like, Dan, just let me know when to get there and when the drinking starts. <laughs> For sure. So but, yeah. real quick, Dan, um, yeah, I know your mom mentioned the, the church, so um, there was a mass and everything for the, the at the church for the, the wedding? Yeah, yeah, that was the, the only part. My mom, um, she's like, uh, God has blessed her with many years of marriage through highs and lows because all marriages have highs and lows. And she wanted to really give thanks to God for being there with her. Uh, she's really close to the church and to her, it's a big part of her marriage is the part that she associates with God. So uh, that was like her one big request. Cause at first we were just going to do something small, just kind of something in the backyard have un taquero or something come out with we'll do some tacos but um it kept growing into something bigger and bigger and bigger and i, I think my mom kind of saw that and she's just like do what you want but the thing i want is the church so just make sure that that stays in the equation so yeah man so yeah. Uh, i'm sorry real quick though so i know that like 
the reason I ask is planning uh, you know, any wedding, like small or big, it's, it's, it has its challenges. So did you guys, did the priest have or anything like, did you guys have like a rehearsal or anything? Or were your dad's like, well, what time I got to be there? And like, that's it. Or because I don't think it was like a surprise, right? Like they knew about it. Your parents, obviously, right, right. Parents That's that. how it so like, was there some type of your dad's like, fuck that? I did that once, and like, I want to know like if they went to confession and all this other stuff, dude. No, That's yeah, my thing. That's what to I wanted to know. That. Yeah, I, he put it off to the last minute, dude. Like my mom's like, yeah, tienes que ir. It's like <laughs> every day that she would tell him, he'd be like, okay, I'll go that day, and then like, he couldn't. And so the final day, I think it was, they went on a Thursday. And that was the last day before. And the wedding was Friday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally day before. But hey, man, it, it worked out. Good. Um, and and a, a big part of it, too, was my sister-in-law, uh, Saul's wife, Vanessa. She she helped organize, I want to say, like, the majority of the stuff, dude. And uh, she took the reins, you know. She's, she's a go-getter. So, like, we kind of just let her, like, all right, hey. Give her free reign and what you need from us. Let us know and and yeah, she she handled a lot of stuff, dude. Do you concur in this assessment? Assessment then? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, man. I my dad, I, I think I... my dad, I think he he's settled back at first. My dad is a real take charge kind of person too. He's real opinionated and he's strong willed. Um, but I think he saw that my mom wanted things a certain way and he wanted to kind of appease my mom and i'm sure happy, yeah. And, yeah and i'm sure there was conversations behind the doors that we or at least i didn't see uh to the point where you could see my dad was taking a different role in this wedding and he was just kind of asking what do you want what do you need kind of thing instead of being in the forefront and kind of demanding things so i i think for the most part he he went with the flow uh, try to do the best he can to accommodate everybody's request because once you get women kind of driving the, the, the truck, there's a lot of opinions and a lot of requests. And I, my Absolutely. dad took took as much as he could to the point where he's just like, I'm gonna do these things, but these things are mine, and I'm gonna do it. You know, I'm gonna wear my botas. I know you rented me shoes, but I ain't wearing those. I'm wearing my botas. I'm wearing my shirt a little open. I know you got me a tie, but I'm wearing my shirt. And so he did his little intricacies the way he did it. And I, I think overall, everything went down That really was just well. rocking his style that he's known forever and shit. Right, Nothing right, for sure. Mm. No, for sure. Oh, and he yeah. had a mariachi, too. So, you know, he got to do that the way he wanted it. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, man. Everything went off cool, man. Um, I, I, I don't have any complaints. I'm sure things could have been different in certain spaces, but... At the end, it went down the way it was supposed to go down, and I, I, I believe everybody was pretty happy for the most part. But, Good. But yeah, yeah, man. Um, the only other kind of eventful thing that happened to me actually just recently is um, uh, my carbon monoxide detector went off while we were at home, uh, and it was weird. I've had smoke detectors go off, you know, obviously like somebody's burning a tortilla or something. But I've never had like the carbon monoxide one go off, so I, it kind of freaked us out. And um, it happened to to had happened at the moment that Alana was taking the dog out uh, to the back. So we got ring, uh, like everybody knows, at the house, and so she, I could hear her disarming. And I was in the bedroom just watching TV, and I heard the little chime that the disarm and the door opening. And then shortly, like a second or two after that, I heard that, you know, like a whale. And I'm like, what the hell is that? 
And I'm still watching Three's Company or whatever the hell I'm watching. And I'm just like, you know, somebody's burning a quesadilla or something. Junior likes making his quesadillas. Uh, but then I heard Junior's door open in his bedroom, too, because he had his door closed. And so I'm like, oh, shit, it's not Junior. So then now I'm getting concerned. I get up. And by the time I get up, the wailing stops. And I go around the corner. Alana's outside. There's nothing on the stove. And the wailing had stopped. So I'm like, what the hell is that? So I walk back to the carbon monoxide because I'm like, it can't be the smoke detector because I don't smell smoke anywhere. I go to the carbon monoxide detector and I hold down the button to test to see if it's working. And it does work. It gives me the chirp that the battery's fine. So I'm like, oh, shit, did this carbon monoxide detector go off? So I tell Alana and everybody starts freaking out. Oh, man, we're, we're just about to go to bed. I mean, it's like 8. 8.30, 9 o'clock almost. Oh, and man, so nice. so it was kind of scary. It's just like, yeah. do we do we fall asleep? And then is this shit going to kill us while we're sleeping? Because, you know, you can't smell it or taste it or anything like that. So uh, we, we just moved into this house about a year ago. We're unfamiliar with, you know, any kind of weirdness. So we're like, let's just play it safe. And we called the fire department, man. And they came out, man. It was It was weird to have to deal with that and make it into a big spectacle. But I guess the family got uh, a little concerned. And even I was getting a little concerned because I'm like, this is our first like full year in the house. So I'm not sure if something in the fall, summer, winter, some kind of weirdness happens where, you know, carbon monoxide builds up in the utility closet and some shit fume or I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on. So, yeah, man, they come out, they do a test. I, I let them into the utility closet because that was my first suspect of where this carbon might have been an issue. And no, they went through, they checked by the laundry, they checked by the stove. Um, they kind of went into the bedrooms and they their detector was detecting zero. So the guy suggested to me to get a new uh, carbon monoxide detector because it was one of those combo ones that detects smoke and carbon monoxide um, so he's just like <laughs> obviously it's not smoke because you, you guys aren't cooking or anything but something set it off I would get a dedicated carbon monoxide and a dedicated smoke detector and I do have dedicated smoke detectors but that was the only carbon monoxide combo smoke detector that I had so since then I've updated to my own dedicated carbon monoxide and so, that everything's cool. Usually though, Dan, those come with like a warranty. I mean, did you buy yeah. it when you bought the house or what did it come with the house? No, when, when we bought the house, it had uh, two smoke detect, three smoke detectors, uh, but they didn't have a carbon monoxide detector. So when we moved in, it was the, the first thing that I bought that one that was there yeah. that, that went off was a carbon monoxide. And they typically have like a three year, five year warranty, yeah, something like that. I bought some and I found some at garage sales and I flipped them <laughs> uh, garage, uh, fire detect or the smoke detectors and uh, uh, the the brand one. I can't remember them, but they advertise a 10 year warranty. So that's why I'm asking. But that was smoke detectors. Uh, when I bought this house, it had a carbon uh, monoxide one. Uh, that thing was old as fuck. I cleaned it up and it worked in about the first year of the pandemic so 2020 it just kept beeping and beeping and beeping i changed the battery it still beeped and i did search it that uh when that thing craps out it just beeps constantly right right 
I did and it check that. Old. It is old. The one I had, I haven't bought a replacement yet, but uh, I know they're a little pricey. But usually they have a pretty good warranty on them. Right. I did think about that. I'm like, you know, I spent maybe like fifty bucks on that yeah. one there. Um, I thought about it. I'm like, man, should I take it back? And I did check the back, and it says if it's one beep is this, if it's two beeps it's that. So I checked, and the the beep audible that it was doing was for the carbon monoxide and it does have a beep for when the unit is no longer functional or the battery's low and it was not those beeps that were going off at least not the way i remember it right so i was just like i'm gonna take the guy's advice i'm, I'm just gonna take it off take and just put it aside and maybe i'll put it like in the garage or something and it'll just be another one that i could have just in case but um yeah, I switched it out, man. Uh, you know, fire department came. A good thing they didn't come with the wailing sirens because I called the non-emergency number instead of calling 911. <laughs> and so they, they just drove up with their lights on, you know, but no sirens swaling. You know, I'm coming 100 miles per hour down the road. So I'm imagining you ever, you ever seen the movie Backdraft? Yeah, Remember yeah. Remember that where they're playing the heat wave and the fucking things making all that noise? That's how I imagine they were driving <laughs> to your house. Like right. the fucking night and shit, waking up everybody. But no, thank God, man, that, that that's not how it was. Cause uh was I was worried I was worried about that because you know, by the time I called them and we settled in or whatever to all right, we're gonna call because at first we we're kind of waiting it out. We're like, well, let's see if it goes off again. And then I'm thinking, I'm like, man, is this shit gonna kill us in the middle of the night? We're gonna wake up and bagel and junior and all of us are just kind of laying on the floor all day <laughs> i'm like let me call the fire department make sure everything's cool so yeah, yeah. safe than sorry dude you pay your taxes so that's tax money going to work right there dude right i did google it because i'm like man are they gonna charge me and i googled it and it said the fire department comes out for free to check so i'm like all right man yeah, it's... how old is that thing man with the pandemic it's like 50 well it used to be like 50 bucks right uh, i mean where i where we lived i think anytime you called them for any service it was like a 50 buck fee really oh shit yeah. uh when, when they came and turned off my water because i had the uh, shutoff valve replaced and I I Googled it and it said that they did not charge and I called and it was something I asked and they said they didn't. So uh, it was the same thing for the fire department. I'm like, man, if they come out here and it's just bullshit for nothing, are they going to charge me? Like, do I really have to have like a carbon monoxide or do I have to like set something on fire and be like, man, you got to come out here and turn this shit off and then they don't charge me kind of thing. But I think uh, each community is different. I, I'm pretty sure. Where we live now, we, we don't live as close in the counties where Chicago is. Uh, I think because they get inundated, it's a bigger population, so they got more people out here. It's less people in the where we live now. I mean, we're still in separate counties, but uh, I, I don't. Maybe they're right; they don't charge. But I'm pretty sure if we were Cook County, I, I'm pretty sure there would have been a fee. Right. I think if county, if more like <laughs> right. Yeah. I think if I would be calling them every day of the week, then then yeah, for sure it would get to a point where they'd be like, "Hey, we gotta start charging for this, man. We can't come out here once a day uh, to to check on this." But yeah, man, everything came out cool. Got my new detector, and it's actually a digital one that's got a number on it. And, and that's what the guy was kind of touting on me, man. I'm like, "Does this guy got stock in this, man? Is he?" <laughs> but yeah, I got one of those digital ones with a readout, and yeah, everybody sleeps a lot better. But Andy. Some guy that's not sleeping well, it's this article of the week, man.
So, Andy, the article this week, man, there's a, a Maryland guy, Baltimore. Uh, this guy, they found him, man, and he was in need of medical attention, and he has amnesia, man. Uh, there's really not much to the article except that they found this, uh, what they describe as a, a slim-built white man wearing shorts, uh, needing medical attention, and they took him, they they treated him, and now they're looking to identify this guy because he doesn't know who the hell he is. And, uh, you know, like I mentioned, there's really not much to the article, but it just got me thinking. I'm like, man, it's weird how the brain works and how maybe did this guy go through some kind of traumatic event that his brain shut down and totally disconnected from what his past was to the point where he does not recall any of it. And it just kind of got me thinking. I'm like, man, it, it's really weird how the brain works. So I I, I, I was just going to mention, I don't know if you guys ever even thought about anything that being possible uh, or have even dealt with anything close to that in your lives. I, I mean, I've gotten lost, but not because of amnesia as a kid, but, uh, Oh, well, I don't think when your dad kicked your ass in the forest preserve that, I don't think that counts, man. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He might have given me amnesia, but I don't think so because I still remember the ass whooping. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, but that doesn't – he just says he had a scratched nose and, like, they don't found anything if he got hit in the head or some shit. Or maybe it's, like, some psychological amnesia or some bullshit, you know, because um, the brain it, uh, does have a lot of things uh, – so I don't know. I mean, it just there's really no update on uh, since the the article got posted. There's no update on it. So I'm assuming that nobody really found uh, who found out who he was. Right. That, well, that's what makes me think that it's uh, psychologically uh, related because he didn't really have injuries that made it where. I would say like, oh, well, obviously he got hit in the head. You know, somebody hit him with a two by four kind of thing. But no, nah, man, they, they couldn't find really any injuries other than like that scratched on top of the bridge of his nose. So they don't think it's anything injury related. So it, it just I'm just like, man, it must be the brain. I, I would ask him what the last thing he remembers is and go from there and maybe give him a polygraph, you know, and. Oh Make shit! Sure Do you think lying. he's lying? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you want to start a new life, you know, that's really, I guess, all you have to do is, yeah, I don't remember who I am. Just help me out, and then that's it. Like you start a new life, and unless people know you, I guess. But see, that's the thing too. It's like, in this current age, can you even really pull that off? Because there's so many pictures of us on the internet, and you know, resumes and all this other, like you know, like social security numbers and IDs and driver's license, like. Unless this guy's never had a job, never had a driver's license, never had anything, you would think they'd be able to track him down somehow. Fingerprints, dental records, like in this day and age, it's really hard to stay a John Doe, you know? Yeah, yeah, and man, I, I don't know if this is just the cheapness in me talking, but I've always thought, and this is before I got married, but I'm like, man, if the shit gets really bad and I'm broke and I got no place to go, Man, I'll just act crazy and go into one of these psych wards and just live there, man. I get free food. I get medicine. I get water. I got people taking care of me, you know, helping me change the bed and shit. And I'm like, man, I'm like, could it be that bad to live in a psych ward? I'm like, I think I could pull it off, man. There's really some fucked up people in there. So Um, maybe, I mean, if you wouldn't mind uh, 
I think The Simpsons did a joke on that. But oh, did they? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm reading the comments uh, at the end of the article. So the last one was like uh, a week ago, and they still didn't. Have, nobody's talked about, uh, you know, who this guy is. He hasn't been identified. So, uh, people are like. <laughs> this shit got political quick in this <laughs> Whoa man it's Biden's fault yeah, They're shit. saying the that hell? it's Hunter Biden's brother Oh shit He and does kind of look like him yeah, right, man? Everybody's like is you, are you sure this is not Hunter Biden And then like oh it's obviously He committed a crime and he's playing this I don't know shit I don't know who I am <laughs> That is one other thing on here And another thing is that maybe uh, They don't understand why they just can't Check his fingerprints Like It doesn't make any sense yeah, well, I, I mean, if they check his fingerprints and he's never done a crime, then he's not going to pop anywhere. Or even the teeth. Like, everybody's got teeth shit, so. Um, yeah, I've never understood the teeth thing either. Like, the are they, like, registered in some kind of, like, database? Like, if somebody posted my teeth, you would find out that I'm Daniel? How the, how's the teeth thing even work? So, Is there some kind of database? So, someone wrote down here, if you're in Baltimore, Maryland, uh... When you renew your license, they take a thumbprint and a picture, so they don't understand oh. why they haven't found them. So, yeah, because he's he looks like he's in his twenty thirties, maybe mm-hmm. something like that. So, yeah, you would figure he's got a driver's license. Yeah, yeah. so that, that's what I'm saying. Like it's uh, you, like, kind of what Noah was saying. Like there's so much we're photographed and there's shit everywhere. I, I, how can we not be identified? Well, luckily, Andy, we got Freeform Network on the case. We're going to identify this guy and help him out, man. So, Bill, we agree it's not Hunter Biden. I, it might Maybe. be. Maybe <laughs> an alt alias. <laughs> A doppelganger or whatever. Uh-huh. It's the original Hunter Biden. Nah. But, yeah, initially everybody's like, it's Hunter Biden. It's Hunter Biden. It's Hunter Biden. And I'm just like, damn. And they got people are saying it's enough. Maybe he has amnesia from a side effect from a recent uh, uh, coof shot. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, man. Yeah, I man, I guess I never thought that this would be, you know, somebody trying to bamboozle somebody else. I just figured, hey, man, it's this guy's got a problem, so it must be psychological since it's not an injury related. So, yeah, I never thought about that. So if he has a cut in his nose, I'm assuming he got like sucker punched or something happened. He got hit. Um, but I think uh, there's something illegal happened and he's just like, I'm going to play this. I don't know who I am until I get busted. Yeah, I mean, medically, I was thinking like, all right, did he have a stroke? Did he have some kind of like just a brain injury that doesn't have an external cause? Maybe it's something internal. You know, maybe he has dementia, maybe he has Alzheimer's, maybe he has like early onset stuff like that or some acute uh, drug interaction. But I mean, who knows, man? We'll see the story develop around the case, like you said. But uh, I think that's where we have to wrap things up for today. I uh, just want to say thank you so much for everyone listening. Uh, thank you for joining us on the Freeform Network. If you're not already, please follow us on Facebook at Freeform Network. We are on Twitter as well, FFR Podcast. And if you have any suggestions for future episodes, any questions for us, you know, just drop that on by at ffnquestions at gmail.com. Uh, again, from Freeform Radio, my name is Noel, and we have Daniel here. Yes, sir. I'm about to go to, I'm, I'm probably going to go eat some lunch and then probably take a good ass nap, man.
Very nice. Enjoy that. And we got Andy. It's all good, Andy. And it was good talking to everyone. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Most definitely. We wish you a great night and a beautiful tomorrow. Dad.